It's time to assemble! Assemble for more tales of the extraordinary! Now that our heroes have decided to form an organization of individuals with extraordinary talents to combat the forces of evil throughout the world, they must overcome their first hurdle, coming up with a name. But that will have to wait, as they venture forth to seek out old friends and add them to the fold. To that end, Little Dickie Broughton, Montgomery Becknell, Dr. Heinrich von Kliegel, Vanessa Drake, and her bodyguard, Isadora, have embarked on a journey to Turkey in search of psychic to the stars, Vesper Kingsley. Little do they know, however, that she has been on an unexpected journey of her own to the mysterious island of billionaire Adonis Stavros. But she did not travel alone. And so, you will have all of your needs taken care of here, Mr. Tesla. Except for the need to be free, hmm? Why return to the outside world anyway? It is full of strife, war, and impotent politicians more concerned with their own legacy than the welfare of their people. I don't think you understand, Adonis. I am retired from the world already. The only time I venture out is to have dinner with my dear friend George. <laughs> yes, I know. That is how we captured you. What? Let's just say that George and I have a mutual acquaintance in the German Socialist Party. Traitor! Now, now, don't let your anger distract you from our cause. To solve all the world's problems. Right here, surrounded by the greatest scientific minds the world has ever known. Now that I am here, yes. <laughs> There's that arrogance I heard so much about. I'm surprised you haven't noticed this car we're riding in. What about it? Oh, that hum. It is electric. Indeed. Hmm, it is weak. You are no doubt using a battery to dispense this energy needed to propel this vehicle. It would be better served by the use of wireless transmission of electrical energy from a central source. Wonderful, wonderful. I knew you couldn't resist the lure of a challenge. Welcome to Hydro Base One, Nicola. Yes, yes. And are you going to tell me why I am here, Stavros? Ah, Miss Kingsley. I was wondering when you might speak up. Lost in thought, are you? The only thoughts I have are when might I get this blindfold removed? And where is Albert Einstein? Albert is here too! Ah, but you must mean your friend, Richard Broughton. Oh. Or did you really think his disguise would fool anyone once he opened his mouth? Touché. What have you done with him, then? I'd rather not discuss it. Let's just say that he and Dr. Von Kliegel are safe. For now. As for your thirst thought, you will have your blindfold removed very soon. We are approaching your new quarters, where you will be introduced to the special project for which we have called you here. I am no scientist. No, but he is. He? Who? Ah, here we are. If you'll wait here just one moment, Nicola. I shall stretch my legs if possible. Of course. Within the walls of Hydrobase, you are free to do as you please. Thank you. Oh, pigeons. I do love to talk with the pigeons. Here, birdies. Hmm. He's more peculiar than I imagined. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, my apologies. Say that. Please guide Miss Kingsley through the doorway. 
Yes, Master Staros. Oh, no, you're not going to pick me up again, are you? <laughs> Sorry, Miss Vesper. <laughs> Who is it? Who is there? Is it you, Stavros, you gutless hen? Release this blindfold, and I will show you the true horrors of my rage. And just who is this supposed to be? Ha! Have you been sent to seduce me? Well, I am above such earthly weaknesses. I am Vavoida, Count of Wallachia! Okay. This is your special project. My what? Ooh, special! Much like the special event transpiring at the same moment in Paris, the City of Lights, where silent screen star Randolph Moon is at the center of a media frenzy below the Arc de Triomphe. Yes, yes, we, we, I know, I can't believe it's me either. Monsieur Moon, your autograph, please! Sure thing, doll. Where do you want it? Oh, please, Randolph, will you sign my style? Wait your turn, Missy. Maybe tonight at my hotel. Monsieur Moon, that is my daughter. Really? Then I guess you'll just have to make it a family outing. Monsieur Moon! What is a good time? Uh, I'm sorry, ladies, but please step back. Randolph Moon needs some space. Stanley, what are you doing? Helping you focus, Randy, when your wife gets here. Please, don't call her that. Well, until she signs that paper, you're legally conjugated, as they say. As who say? You know, old world people. You've never been out of Los Angeles, have you, Stanley? Sure I have. I drove out there from my hometown of Oskaloosa, near Topeka. Topeka? I didn't know you were an immigrant, Stanley. What? Are you serious? Yes. Very serious. About getting this over with so I can move on with my life. And those ladies? Of course. It's a mother-daughter dance, Stanley. You don't pass those up. All right, remind me never to engage you in conversation. You interrupted me. Because we have to be on our toes here. She's part of some crime organization, right? The French Mafia, yeah. Right, so... Wait, Mafia? Isn't that... Italian. Yes, but don't worry. The whole reason we're having it out here, surrounded by fans and media... So she won't try anything crazy. From what you've told me about her so far, that shouldn't be ruled out as a... Randolph Moon, a a John Weld, New York Herald Tribune. A Yank. Good to see you, old boy. Mr. Moon, I'm reporting live on the radio for the Atlantic Broadcasting Company, and we'd like to ask you a few questions about this event. Fire away. First, your motion picture. It's really taken off here in France. When might you start showing it in America? I'm sure our listening audience would love to see it. It premiered two months ago. Uh, oh, oh, really? Yeah, maybe if your audience supported it like the French, we'd be over there instead of... Stanley! Please. Sorry, Jack. Uh, John, John Weld. As I said on the airfield yesterday, this isn't just about my movie, or even France. I heard you plan to finally resolve that scandalous union between yourself and the notorious cabaret dancer, Miss Dingette. Indeed. Wait. Scandalous. Word is, your sham of a marriage to a foreign tart has cost you many rolls in Tinseltown. What the hell are you... Uh, Hold on, folks. What's this? Why, it's a limousine pulling up right now. Is it... 
Yes! It appears to be the lady of the hour has arrived. Madame Mistinget is approaching us now. Mademoiselle, monsieur, I am still as young as the daisies, oui? You're not fooling anyone, you flower-loving face-stretcher. <gasps> Mon Dieu! But is that any way to greet a lady, much less your lover? Mm? Not for much longer. I'm surprised you came. Mm, many times with you, Randy. Les petits mots, remember? Okay, and let's just back away and give them some space. For the sake of our listening audience, I will now narrate from a distance so as to give our two lovers some privacy. So Puritan, you Americans. I was going to say, you came. So, you must know why I'm here. You wished me to sign this joke. This paper saying we are no longer in love. We were never in love. You kidnapped me and forced me to wed you at gunpoint. Oui, and how exciting it was, no? The rush, the tingling in the... You ran me down in the street with a car. And yet you survived and are as virile as ever. Consider it a test of our love. A test that left me in a coma and possessed by a demon. Mm, That was... Quoi? Never mind! Are, Are you going to sign or not? We are surrounded by hundreds of witnesses. You can't kill your way out of this one. Oh, no? Perhaps you should look more closely at who is surrounded by whom. What? Who is... whom... what? Uh, Randolph, I think she means the guys with the red berets. They are what is left of the French mafia. (laughs) Stop that! Sorry. What are they going to do? Stab me with their little knives? Ha! Randolph Moon has faced worse than that. Ah, so dramatic, my love. Don't worry, I will sign your document. You will? You will? But of course. I am far wealthier than you, my handsome man. It would be terrible if I was on the hook, as you say, for funeral expenses. If you're going through with this, then why do you want to kill me? Oh, darling, don't you remember? Till death do we part. Adieu. Oh, God. Excuse me. Excuse me. Out of the way. Oh, how dare you? Uh, sorry, Mrs. Moon. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Me. Uh, why, why my, my name is Montgomery, but uh, my, my friends call me Monty. I, sir, am your number one fan. Okay. This is really not the time for an autograph, pal. Autograph? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Uh, I'm here to rescue you, son. You what? Oh, let go. No can do. <laughs> The doc gave me this here grappling gun and told me to hold on to you as tight as I can. Hold on to your hat and glasses! <laughs> I'm not wearing it! Mon dieu! They are flying to the top of the Arc de Triomphe! Randolph, what are you doing up there? Merde! You fool! Shoot him! But, Missing Get, you told us to bring knives so it wouldn't draw attention. Ah! I will do it myself! I'd rather you didn't. What? Who? No! You! Oh! That was for the Moulin Rouge, you little trollop. You dare strike the Generalissima of the French Mafia? Stop that. Either you're French or Italian. Make up your mind. You will pay for that insult, little man. Ha! Just like a French mafioso brings a knife to a gun party. Gerard, watch out! He's got a gun? No! It is the same contraption that the crazy man had. Right you are. Hold on, old chap. What? Let go of me. Alley-oop! No, I'm afraid of heights! Top floor of the Arc de Triomphe. Housewares, beautiful view, and... Ah, Mr. Randolph Moon. Off you go, sir. I think I'm going to faint. Not yet, Stanley. Randolph, 
And who is that? Good day, sir. I am Dr. Heinrich von Kliegel. If you would be so kind as to put this harness on... I don't understand. Yeah, I'll strap that on for you, son. It will be much easier for Captain Chamberlain to catch you. What? Ah, here he comes now. Hold on tight. Columbia here. Are the packages ready for pickup? That's an affirmative, my good man. Montgomery, if you would swing the hooks, please. Oh, it's all in the timing. What is? Don't worry, Stanley. These are old friends of mine. If they say we're getting rescued, I trust they know what they're doing. It's very simple, really. We're going to throw these hooks onto the axle of the plane and carry you into the air and away from those dreadful mafia bandits. See, perfectly... What? You didn't say anything about... Up, up, and away! (laughs) Wait, on voyage! A job well done, gentlemen. Rescue number one is a success. Indeed. And surprising, too, since we just thought of it an hour ago. Oh, it was lucky we met Captain Chamberlain at their hotel. Oh, just in the nick of time, too. Though I thought you were supposed to fill Moon in on the plan, Doctor. Oh, I tried, but it was all so unexpected, and we had the usual greetings and salutations to go through. We haven't seen each other in so long. And the Doctor started one of his stories again. Did I ever tell you? Yes. Uh, Oh, wait one moment. No time for that, Doc. Looks like the furs have arrived. Uh Uh-oh. What? Hey, you! Americans! I'm British, Norman! I care not at all! You will place your hands in the air until we come to retrieve you, or else we will open fire. What for? We ain't done nothing wrong besides a little sightseeing of this here national monument. Is that your piece of metal sticking into the side of our national monument? Oh, uh, this one's yours, Dickie. How generous. Doctor, get a hold of Chamberlain and tell him we need an extraction on the double. I'm afraid I can't do that right now. What? Why not? They said to raise our hands, so... Since when do you care what the authorities say? Give it to me. Ah! I am very sorry if my English is difficult for you to understand, uh, Monsieur Connard, but perhaps now the message is clear, hmm? Crystal, yes, thank you. Well, this first dally into saving the world hasn't quite worked out after all, huh? Come now, we rescued our dear friend Randolph. Mission accomplished, no? I admire your optimism, Doc. We just need to perhaps work on rescuing ourselves next time. Applesauce. Now, how about we take a quick break for a rescue from our sponsors? Oh, my little sugar lips. What's the matter? These dang lanterns keep going out and falling around a kerosene, and I done knocked my foot around three times this week in the dark garage. Well, I were out of gas, too, baby. <sighs> Just too much expensive stuff. How are we supposed to get around in the dark to find our stuff at night? I wish we had stuff to find. <laughs> Not to worry, backwoods citizen. What? It's me, Randolph Moon. Randolph Moon? Yes, I know. I almost can't believe it's me either. Huff, blessed be us that you've heard our distress call. I'm here to tell you about irradiated fruit powder. Irradiated fruit fruit powder? And here's my personal assistant to tell you all about it. Stanley? Hi. Um, yes. So, Ethel Curie's irradiated fruit powder allows people to consume their own supply of fruit with a sprinkle of said powder... So your body becomes your own light source. You don't need any of that kerosene lanterns. 
Your husband will glow as bright as a bowl of phosphorus. That sounds amazing. Let's try some, dear. I don't even know what phosphorus is. Let's no, get... I'm not surprised you don't. How, how do you produce all this powder? We actually keep costs low and help the needy at the same time. We employ a small army of homeless. Chop it up. For it. <laughs> yes, and don't worry. That tingling, that means it's working. Thank you, Mr. Moon. Hey, well, you all got a kitchen in you? I've always wanted my own kitchen hobo, baby. Fried madam and Ethel's irradiated fruit powder. The only irradiated fruit powder you can use on bears. Carefully. My name is Ethel, and I really do not approve of this message. Remember, the more you buy, the more they spend on us. And now, let's return to Paris later that night. In a holding cell of the local constabulary, our heroes in training are whiling away the hours with story time. At which point, I left and told Albert that I had already designed a device that could fold space and showed him the schematics. Speed of light, pshaw. Uh, I think you lost me back when you said Einstein was a relative of yours. Relativity, young man. Just let your mind wander when he starts on one of his extraordinary tales, Monty. You'll most likely go mad otherwise. Do you doubt the authenticity of my remembrances, dear sir? Usually. Unless you expect us to believe that you know how to fly through the ether as quickly as one takes a taxi across town. Number one. It is no longer referred to as the Ether And number two, yes. I just chose to destroy the schematics lest they fall into the wrong hands, don't you know? Likely story. Speaking of stories, this one isn't ending too well, is it? Have faith, Monty. As leader of this little band of misfits, I have faith in you all. Sorry, but uh, I've already tried to work these bars. They're stronger than a cypress in a hurricane. I said I have faith in you all, dear boy. You forgot our ace in the hole, our lady of the persuasive oratory. Are you perhaps referring to the young Miss Vavrila? I am indeed, Doctor. What good can she do? Perhaps you were too busy being assaulted by your lady friend at the time, but she managed to save us from the gentleman thief with naught but her gift of the gab. Weren't you knocked out under a stuffed bear during that? Must everyone continue to bring that up? Yes. I am willing to wager that once our compatriots became aware of our predicament, they sprang into action. Even now, I know she is talking the ear off of our simple-minded captors and sending them on a guilt trip that would put the doctor's worm trails to shame. Worm holes. It's quite simple, really. Just imagine. No, thank uh, you. <laughs> so, you, uh, you want to wager, huh? How much you bitten, Dickie, old boy? Ah, taking me up on it, eh? Let's say, if I am right, then the doctor here must go at least a week without so much as a... Did I ever tell you? How did I get involved in this? Don't worry, Doc. I bet that if Dickie here is wrong, he gets to let you talk uninterrupted whenever you like. For a week. Dastardly, Monty. Dastardly. Oh, well, all right then. I suspect we shall be free in the street by morning, thanks to that magic mouth of hers. Oh, I'm pretty sure we'll be out sooner than that. Why's that? Because I can see over your shoulder at the man coming to free us now. 
All right, you dogs. Your handler is here to take you away. Far, far away. Handler? Hello, Mr. Broughton. Who is... It may be to your advantage, should such actions occur in the future, to notify us immediately of your relationship with the League of Nations Police Force. Hmm? Had Agent Duponcio not intervened, you may have found yourselves deported post-haste. Agent Dupont? I don't think that... But of course, it is I. Or have you forgotten the affair at the Eiffel Tower so soon? How is the dashing and handsome Randolph Moon? Hmm? Moon? We, oui, Randolph. Uh, Randolph Moon? Oh, oh, yes, of course. Randolph Moon, Doctor. Is there something wrong with your eye, young man? It's twitching a bit. Just play along, you two. I'm sorry, but is there a problem? What? No, not at all. It's been a really long night, is all. <laughs> a bit frazzled in the old brain ban, eh? Uh, Agent Dupont has signed all the necessary forms, so please, uh, get out. Now. Yes? Your hospitality has been colder than a banker's heart, as we say back home. I pray I never see the land that spawned you. Good day. <laughs> Moon. We. Oui. Ha! Well played, man. Oh! There it is. Hello again, Doctor. I think this makes us even, right? My goodness, yes. But how? Chamberlain swung back around and saw you being stuffed into a police car. So I used my superior powers of acting and my collection of disguises to pull off my ode de ponce back there. It helps that no one's really ever met the well, man. Stop for one cotton-picking minute now. Are you telling me that the Randolph Moon rescued us from the clink? That is what he just said, yes. Well, I don't like to brag. Ha! Huh? <laughs> what are you so excited about? Well, I'm excited for the dock, of course. Because <laughs> hmm? you just lost our little wager. Ah. Oh. Congratulations, Doctor. Oh, the stories I could tell. I'm going back to my cell now, thank you. No can do. Eventually, they're going to call the League and find out what happened. So get a wiggle on and hop in the car. Well, B, you did it. Captain Chamberlain. But of course I did. Home, Clarence. Watch it, Moon. You owe me big enough as it is. Don't push it. Just having a little fun? Don't worry. Once Eddie gets here, he'll fix all your legal troubles in a flash. Eddie who? Eddie Tate. Your lawyer? And narrator of my famous talking motion picture. He and Gatsby are on their way here to be part of the promotional tour. Oh, Lord. Gatsby? Where are they now? I don't know. Somewhere over the Atlantic, I guess. I booked them on the Majestic. Should arrive in a day or two. Barring any disaster, of course. Come on now. We're sure they're fine. Just fine. Boy, this is the life, eh, Mr. Gatsby? <laughs> Badminton in the mornings, a little sunning on the deck at noon, and I gotta say, the meals aren't nearly as bad as Mr. Moon said they were. <laughs> I wish we could be on this boat forever. Boy, those two weeks went by fast. Um, I'm sorry to bother you, sir, but I'm afraid we're going to have to ask you to put your pet back in its cage down below. What? Mr. Gatsby here? <coughs> um, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. It's just that there's there's been complaints. Complaints? <coughs> From whom? 
Mr. Gatsby has been an exemplary passenger and has alone kept every bar on this ship in business. I, uh, I understand, sir, but, well, it's Mr. Ford's request. Ford? Henry Ford? Oh, my. Let me get that. I think we'd better head back below, eh, Mr. Gatsby? What's the matter? I- is it Mr. Ford? Now, 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 uh, he, he's a stand-up individual, I hear. Sounds like you've got a beef with the man, eh? Well, maybe we can meet Mr. Ford and show him what a good fellow you are. Wouldn't that be swell? Yes, sir. Swell indeed. Come on, let's get dressed for dinner. This will be a night to remember, my furry friend. What an adventure, eh, folks? A tale of love gone bad, a thrilling rescue, a daring escape, and our hero's first big adventure not necessarily a failure. How will they follow this up? Find out after the next episode, because we are going out to sea with the one and only Eddie Tate, lawyer at large, and very handsome, and his hirsute sidekick, Gatsby the Great. What will happen when the vengeful chimp finally meets the man who tried to kill him and his friends? It should certainly be an entertaining romp on the open water as we return next chapter with Murder on the Majestic, only here on Tales of... Yeah!